0: Hi, you're listening to Bite Size Project Management, a podcast about all things project, programme and IT service management. As always, I'm Amy and I work for Training Bite Size, a family run training provider with a passion for project management. Today, we're sharing our top 10 tips for studying a successful online course. I'll be speaking to our chairman, Martin Kinch, who has over 30 years experience in the industry and back in the 1990s, led the development of the world's first accredited e-learning course for Prince2. So to be honest, we consider him a bit of an expert when it comes to e-learning. So we thought it would be worth sharing with you some of the top tips that we have found when it comes to learning online, particularly if you're sitting an exam at the end of the course. Martin, perhaps you can give us some background on this guide, please.
1: Thanks, Amy. There are a lot of great things about taking online courses particularly the approach that you can take. So when and where you like, at your own pace, along with an online exam at the end. It sounds pretty straightforward, but as part of a team that has sold hundreds of thousands of online certification courses over the last 20 years, you get to know what works and what doesn't in the way you approach and take the course. I personally have always preferred online courses as someone that likes to take the time to learn. I want to be able to review information, review processes and understand terminology until I'm happy I understand them and I've got them worked out in my mind. I also like to practise my exams until I'm confident and I'll only book an exam when I know I can pass. Now for me this might take one week, one month or one year but I am setting the pace according to the time and priorities.
0: So if you've not studied for some time or if this is your first online certification, there are some basics that you need to think about and some structure around your journey from start to finish. To help you stay motivated and focused on the course, We have put some tips together which we hope will help you on your journey to certification. So Martin, what's your first top tip?
1: So, top tips. Number one, make sure your environment is comfortable. What I mean by that is tidy place means tidy mind. So try and find a corner or area that you can keep tidy and only, ideally only, have the workbooks or documents that you need in front of you. Switch off your email, so annoying pings. Switch off social media. And it can be very distracting in the time that you're learning to work, if you're looking down. So work, if possible when other members of the family are not around. So it might be when they're sleeping, if you find the environment too noisy. Also make sure you have good online access and a steady internet signal. This is more important when you come to take the exam. You won't want to drop the signal after the exam, but also you don't want to drop the signal while you're learning. So make sure that you have a good online access. Number two you should set expectations now you must remember and this is important online courses are just as complex as classroom courses they are no different they cover the same syllabus but they don't have the breaks and the networking that you would find in a classroom course so when you purchase the course take guidance on the number of hours required to study and look at the breakdown of the structure of the course from this you'll get a study time, which could be 10 hours or 12 hours or 15 hours, which is shown as part of the course. Then work a path through the course content, how much time you have to put by, and when you want to complete the course and take the exam. So for example, a 10 hour course you might do in blocks of one hour or blocks of two hours, spread out every couple of days. So get, it, get a study time and set it out and when and where you want to do it. 3. Create your study plan and notes. So as I said previously, set out the time you're going to spend and on what days and which subjects. It doesn't matter if it's everything in two days or spread out over three months. Just make a plan. When you study your course with training bite size, you'll normally have a book or study guide that goes alongside the course. Use this to make your notes and use sticky notes to highlight any areas you want to come back to. So it's really important to have a study plan and notes. 4. Set out a task list. Ideally, you want a to-do or task list that you put your actions on as you go through the course. Some of these things might mean stepping away from the computer and writing out something based on a synopsis, for example. Particularly, you've got case studies to work through. Now, update your to-do list every time you complete part of the course. If you can keep this electronically, great. Then you've always got it in hand if you need it. Five, set a study time. With each study time, you set a time limit. And again, this is important. So perhaps two or three hours maximum. We all can absorb a lot of information initially, but over time, this tends to drop off. So it's not a good use of time if you start to forget what you've learnt because you're tired. It's always better to start afresh than try to do too much at once. Next point, number six, stick to the plan. So, you have a plan, stick to the plan. Focus and stay organised. If you start putting things off, then you'll get behind in your studies. And it does get more difficult to catch up if you do that. If you cannot make a time slot, then adjust your calendar accordingly and add the extra time to the end. Or make it up by increasing study time. Please don't be tempted to skip anything. Your time is a huge investment and any shortcuts could potentially lead to an exam fail. Seven, ask for help. If you get stuck on anything or it doesn't make sense to you, then email or call us and we'll talk it through with you. An experienced trainer can help you better understand the context. And this help is available across all our courses. If you do not take advantage of this facility, then that lack of understanding will start to flow through your learning and potentially lower your self-esteem, impact your chances of passing an exam, If you do not ask for help or clarification, then we will never know that something is wrong. And we have some of the best training resources available anywhere to help you. Point nine, stay focused. All these tips should help you stay focused on your plan and timetable. But a big part of this is staying motivated and healthy. There are a lot of things that go on around us that we do not always have control over. Remind yourself of the reason you took the course. Imagine for a second the feeling you'll get when you pass the exam and how excited you will be to share the news. So stay focused. Point number 10, finally, after all that studying, you'll get to take the exam. So if there's an exam simulator, use it and aim to try and get a 75% pass rate in exam sim. Please remember that good scores in the exam simulator are not going to work unless you've completed the course as well. The accreditation bodies regularly change the exam question database. So the best we can do is anticipate the style and type of exam question. But if you get some questions you haven't seen in the simulator, you will have covered those within the course. All online exam centres have the ability to test the exam environment, the internet connection and speed. Sometimes this test is a prerequisite to taking the exam, like with the APM. It's really important you do this a week or so before the exam, so you can see any potential problems. Most of the time you'll find it's a firewall, it's an IT security, um, an issue with the company, particularly if you're at work, and you'll certainly not want to find this out 10 minutes before (laughs) your exam. The other top tip is to have to hand how you contact the exam centre if anything goes wrong, so you can live chat or call them rather than panicking about where the contact details are. Out of hundreds exams, very few go wrong, but sometimes it happens. So finally, make sure you have a clear working area. Most proctor centres will want you to move your camera to show the room, to ensure you have no one helping you, for example, or anything that can help you pass, unless it is an open book, which some exams are open book. No cats jumping on keyboards, no dogs barking. All these things can lead to an exam fail. So ensure you are calm, everything is calm around you, and you're ready to go.
0: Thanks, Martin. Those tips are really straightforward and achievable. Sometimes just hearing someone say out loud what you should be doing really helps clarify everything. So thanks again. Thank you, Amy. The final point I'd like to add is that you should try and enjoy the course. It's so liberating to learn a new skill and the whole team at Training Bitesize are 100% behind you. We want you to succeed. Unlike many generic training companies, we only specialise in a small number of subjects and are acknowledged as one of the market leaders in our subject areas. So from start to finish, you will get great support from us all through your learning journey to certification. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bitesize Project Management. We really hope you found it useful and now have a clear understanding of how to make your online study a success. Tune in again soon for another edition. Until then, you can find out more about the certifications and training packages we offer on our website, trainingbitesize.com. Thanks very much for listening.